0: So, we have been talking about Christian evidences, and we have been in the book of Leviticus, and we've had some fun. We're going to have some fun today, but not as much fun, because of bits and pieces, and Leviticus, girls, could I have you come up here too? There we go, she's turning. <laughs> it's, it's nice to have steering mechanisms. There we are, well, lovely. You guys probably missed that, but it was a beautiful human moment talked about the Buick and the Pyramid, go back two Sundays ago, and we're still in Leviticus. But I also want to talk to you about something else that's in here. We're still going to look at the science that pops up that shouldn't be here. But not everything you read here is science, because God did not give them a scientific text. He did not try to make a pre-scientific people scientific. Now, that's very important that we understand this, because they wouldn't get why to wash the hands? Why to wash the clothes? Why do we put the latrine over there? Why do we not eat these foods? They didn't get it. And so God just kept saying, because I am God and I am pure and I am clean. And these are the ordinances that you are to follow. And that's why he divided the food, for example, not into safe and unsafe, but clean and unclean was that was the way they could keep the law because how are they gonna understand safe and unsafe? When the the first microscope will not be invented till Leeuwenhoek does that later in the Netherlands, thousands of years in the future, you can't explain that to them. So what else do you find in Leviticus? Well, you find what we would call today folk magic and uh, sympathetic magic. So they will also, for example, uh, when somebody is sick, they'll take a bird and they'll let it loose over there. Or they'll do a sacrifice and do it over here. Well, why? Because, again, God wasn't explaining to them that these things weren't necessary to clear, to cleanse diseases. He was trying to give them enough information to keep them alive, but also to give them ceremony because people need ceremony. Think of the man that was blind that Jesus did not heal automatically. But instead, he spat on some dirt, made some clay, rubbed it on his eyes and such. When I was a boy, I was wondering, why? Why would you do that? Because he healed other blind people just mud free. <laughs> why would you do this? And the only answer that we find in history is people, some people need the ceremony. For example, when somebody graduates, what do we do? Well, there's the whole robe, there's the whole funny hat, there's the whole tassel and the moving over. What function are these? The function of those are the same as releasing a bird or sacrificing something and dribbling blood on the altar. And that is, it has no earthly health effect, but it is a ceremony showing we understand what has happened and we are acknowledging a passage. And so we have those. Same with weddings. In Scotland, for the longest, there were no publishing of the bands, which um, I don't even think anybody does it anymore. Back in the day, they would publish who was going, wanted to get married. This person of this town wants to get married to this person of this town. And that was to give people time to go, no, wait, I'm already married to them. Or, uh, no, wait, they are, they are cousins. Or the like, because there were so many illegitimate kids going around. And by the way, hate that phrase because it's illegitimate behavior. It's anyway, the kids are not illegitimate ever. Uh, kids are gifts from God, but they sometimes didn't know they were dating cousins until somebody had to fess up. Uh, okay, that one was mine, and so you'd have the bans. That's why in some weddings they have that line: "If anybody has any reason here to expect," I never do that. You talk during one of my weddings, I'm coming for you. Uh, We've we've done everything we need to do now. We're not worrying about this. We're we're getting married today. Um, We we don't have to go home with all the family alive. We just have to marry these two. And so that's what we're going to do. So in Scotland, they would, and sometimes you could even be married by writing your names together and burying the paper. That was it. And many, Islamic countries, you just say to the person, I marry you uh, three times and you're married. And if if you say, I divorce you three times, you're divorced. Simple, (laughs) saves on lawyers, but awfully, awfully bad. We need some ceremony in our lives. And so you're going to find a lot of non-science in this, which is exactly what you would expect to find. Think about this. You don't expect to find the Buick in the Pyramid, right? That's what startles you. But it's not a Buick in a pyramid made of Buicks. It's still a pyramid. It still has the ancient ways, the ceremonies, and the thought processes involved. So, we, we talked last week about Leviticus chapter um, 11, 12, and 13. I think we'll stay with that right now. 13 is one of those amazing amazing chapters. Um, If you read it, you're just going to be going, well, you know, first of all, it's not pleasant to read. It's about skin diseases, but it is amazing in the information that we get that shouldn't be in the book because we didn't know about what that was and we thought that was something else, but it kept them alive till the birth of Christ. That was the mission. So did God necessarily need to have sacrifices no later on in fact he makes it very plain he hates them absolutely hated them but they needed to understand what was going on in their lives so there were sacrifices Um, the altar for example you've seen the altar in in pictures and slides and such right where people make them new Uh, it didn't look like that it was horrid the altar was made out of uncut stone it was never to be pretty it was always to be ugly, and it was never to be cleaned. I think a hundred years of blood and fat and burning, don't clean it. You get within a hundred yards of that, you're smelling it, and God says, I hate this smell. Then why did he do it? They needed to understand that they were not in control of their lives and that sin was a bad thing. So, you know, we're not, we're not just cheating on our taxes. We're stealing from our neighbors. You know, we, we can't play with these words. We have to say the reality. So, if somebody writes in, and they haven't, but if somebody writes in and goes, well, you know, you say all the science there, but there's a lot of rubbish in there too. It's not rubbish, it's just folk magic, and people have always done it. You do it too. (laughs) You'll say, oh, it's cold. You best put on a heavy coat or you'll catch a cold. We've known that's not true for over 100 years. My feet got wet, so I got a cold. No, no, you got a virus. Now maybe the cold we can do to get it, but let's not, you know, horse barns, let's not work with all of this. Um, Let's instead understand, well, cold isn't how you got a cold. We even call it a cold. You ever had a summer cold? Tennessee? It's not cold. We still use folk magic. People will say, oh, I cannot bring up on Facebook if I'm not feeling well. (laughs) The folk magic comes. Take Echinacea. Drink green tea. Well, first of all, all tea is just leaf soup. <laughs> and I know I'm British and I'm supposed to like it, but it's not required. And green tea is the weakest soup. Uh, my wife drinks it all the time. She goes, I, I like this brand better. And I'm going, there are no differences. It, but anyway, let's move on. Let's move on, shall we? The point being, we use folk magic. Take vitamin C for a cold. has zero effect on a cold. Zero. But you have still people say, better load up on it. Okay. (laughs) Sympathetic magic. Uh, Well, it's all right, as long as you know your science. In chapter 13, um, it deals not only with skin diseases, but there's also molds in leather. And if you've ever been around leather and it's been out in humidity, sometimes a mold can grow on it. And so it will tell them how to wash it, and then mark where the stain is. And then to look at a certain amount of time later, and if it's gone beyond the stain, you've got to get rid of it because it's now in the system. And nothing they had would clean it. By the way, we don't do a good job with that either. Uh, molds and spores, there's a fungus among us and it will not go away. And you can you can take a Q-tip and swab any parking lot Just, just, you don't have to go all over it. Just do that. And you'll have staphylococcus, you'll have molds, you'll have funguses. They are ubiquitous. They're everywhere. God's trying to save these people. So he says, you may have to throw away the leather. You may have just to to junk it. And again, they couldn't go get another one. This, um, this may be all they have. And now it's got to go. In chapter 14, more skin diseases. Chapter 15 um, <clears throat> Discharges and oozing. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Those of you that wanted to start a diet, you're, this is a good day for it. You'll hear the slamming doors. Your ap- appetite leaves the room. No, I'm not going to actually get gross on this, but but we do need to bring up a few things because there are some things that make people go what? Um, there are illnesses that can cause a discharge. Those are actually separated in chapter 14, I'm sorry, chapter 15, from discharges that are normal and not illness. And it doesn't say why, but it shows, you know, this color at this time from this area, then, you know, we, we've got to be very careful. And in fact, in there it says, man's spit is unclean. You go to many nations of the world, and they spit every, all over. They blow their nose like this. In the street I've seen and I'm sure they were an immigrant and I love immigrants for obvious reason, um, but an immigrant actually did that in um, uh, in the mall, Co Springs heard him cough and he walked on and I'm going, "Well, I know that you're from one of these 22 countries. you weren't allowed to do that if you were Jew because you were told that's unclean. you've been told things like, well my dog's mouth is cleaner than ours. nope, never. Ever happens, period. We know, there has never been a test where we went, well, you know, that dog's mouth's pretty good. <laughs> nope. It's bad. But ours are bad, not as bad, but ours are bad, so spit needs to be kept in. And then, uh, by the way, if you have girls that uh, when they get to the age that they want to date, it's always nice to remember to explain to them that kissing is just swapping spit on the sweet end of 36 feet of intestines. That might slow, that might slow. You know, Hallmark will not let me do a card. I've tried. I even had a fold, I had a fold out one with the illustration thereof, but nope, nope. You know, you get to go home, but I have to live with me. Um, There were, there you go. (laughs) Thank Jesus, I think is what he's saying. By the way, if we had obeyed chapters 11 through 15, there would have been no bubonic plague that wiped out one-third of Europe. And most of our flu seasons, we wouldn't have. We didn't have a flu season last year. Why? Because people were washing their hands and staying away from each other. There you go. It's, it's a matter of let's, let's learn from this. But there are others, and this one I'm going to be very delicate. I want you to understand that if you have children, they don't have to run from the room. There are rules here in Leviticus. The women uh, of certain age, uh, which is most of their lives, and we, we can we can put like 12 to 50. But women are so complex; they don't stay within the boundaries. They will have they will yeah well, but they're but God made them after He made man. You know He did a simple version and then thought. I can do better. So he made women. Um, You proved me wrong. (laughs) Proved me wrong. Um, So they will go through a cycle. And for anywhere from four days to eight days, they have the cycle. During that in scripture, they couldn't be around. They had to go off. And I've had people go, that's brutal. You don't really get context if you think so. Because it's, alright, um, we don't know why this happens, and I know I'm going to get people say, oh yeah, we do. No, we don't. There are a lot of paperback books out there and internet sites, and they're all wrong. But you put women in an area, like a, an army base, basic training, or a, a dorm at the university, they synchronize. No reason we can figure out, but they do. There are a lot of things in the universe we're still learning. So this woman's not going out on her own, standing on a rock somewhere for four days, going to shade everybody. No, she gets to go with the other girls. No sexual demands upon them. They don't have to cook. They don't have to care for the kids. They don't have to care for the husband. Daddy does. The community does. Maybe mama who's passed that time helps. But every month, Women get a break from all of their labor and all the pressures on them. That's not punishment. People then will say, but he calls it unclean. Unclean to God does not mean bad. God designed pigs. He likes pigs, but they're unclean for this people at this time. So understand, unclean doesn't mean bad. This would still prevent if we just... Behaved under, and by the way many women will tell you during the cycle. They're much more likely to catch a cold Why if there's a pathway out there's a pathway in that's all and so just be be aware There's a lot of stuff here, which is pretty cool even in chapter 17 Where we do a little drive-by of something which might have been important for doctors to understand and that is you don't eat blood Now if you're thinking well, we don't You're probably right Uh, Because in America it's not a thing, but in many places like in Britain, there's blood sausage There's blood soups there are bloods and yeah, I don't like that either. I don't eat it either I don't eat it just because Leviticus because Leviticus's rules are not bound upon us today We understand that but I do it because there was a reason not to do that there's it's hard to make blood safe to eat and it's so it was against but also you were to abstain from blood when you saw blood. Now we know there are bloodborne things, such as there were AIDS, you know, spittle and blood is was the best two ways to catch it. Uh, shared needles is blood. It's not the needle, it's the blood on the needle. Um, there are many other things like that. Therefore, it's good to abstain from blood. The Jehovah's Witnesses who did not understand this passage, and that's the reason is that their founder was a white guy that was self-taught in greek and he didn't have enough books to really teach himself and so they say you can't have blood transfusions and for, in america for the longest time now the law says that uh, the state goes and gets the kid if they need a blood transfusion you can't stop it they had to do that also with um the um oh it's not scientologists what am i talking about oh there's another church i'll think of it later. they have reading rooms help me out guys. christian science which is neither Christian nor science, but otherwise it's well named. And they don't believe that illness is anything but your mind. Nope. It's real stuff. It's a real thing. Got to be treated, got to be worked with. And then Leviticus 18 is the first time that we get rules about who you're allowed to marry and who you're not. About how many divisions need to be from you. So not marrying your sister, not marrying your first cousin and the like. And there are people immediately when I talk about this that'll go, ooh. Well, don't ooh me. The fact is, well, it's, it's kind of like this. People say, where did Cain get his wife? Adam and Eve had lots of kids. There were probably a lot of people around by then, 900 years, you, you know, no malls or n- nothing else to entertain you. They're going to be babies. And people go, oh, the sister, if we if we accept that they were way back early in our line, and their genetics were far more pristine than ours, this is not a problem, but it becomes a problem as we make copies of copies of copies of copies, there will be issues. Uh, just like for the piece of paper. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm really simplifying it there. By the way, when you hear things such as, I'll pull a number out, 95% of our DNA is junk, be aware that in the last year and a half, they're changing their tune, but that may not get to the public for quite a while. Now they're saying, you know something, that's actually the evolution factory. It's actually creating new bits for us. And that's why we're getting a little taller and the like. So it, it isn't, it's not a junkyard, it's a tool shop. But again, don't marry here, don't marry there. Why? Because will they have six fingers or most of the time, no. But this is a people on the move, and you don't you cannot risk a most of the time move. You've got to stay with certainty. Had we followed Leviticus's law of Jubilee, we would not have poverty. Because in Leviticus and Deuteronomy, you did not, you laid aside money every week, but it was not put into a common treasury generally until you came to the temple. And if you were a woman, for example, who was poor, perhaps had no husband, even had children to care for. They did not give you an allowance every month. You came and they gave you two years of money all at once. Would some people waste that? Of course, but most people wouldn't because back then you could look around and see the exact correlation between uh, wasting and death because there was no other safety net. But now you had enough money to buy land. Now you had enough money to create a business. You weren't kept poor by dribbling out just enough dollars to keep you poor. You were given a chance to establish yourself. They had things such as um, the, the law of Jubilee, for example. Every fifty years, all debts are canceled and the land returns to its people. So you could never be, you know, a real estate um, risk taker and boot people out of the homes. You're a speculator and know, you, because it, you're going to lose that. And you could never, you know, there's a reset. By the way, there is no indication in Scripture or in history that they ever obeyed those rules. Had they, and had we, there'd be no national debt, there would be no poverty, because there's a reset that's built into the system. And it's more than that. Of course, they had, if you had a, a field, you were not allowed to harvest the entire field. You had to round off the corners. That was all for the poor people. They could come and get it. No food deserts. And if you put something up on the cart and it fell off, you weren't allowed to pick it up. That belongs to the people now. When you were done eating at the table, you did not clear the table. It was, the rest was for the poor, if they wanted to come. You ate outside, by the way. People didn't eat inside. Inside was for sleeping and shelter. Outside, you did not start a fire inside one of those homes. You cooked and ate outside. Uh, All of this is, is amazing if we had only followed those rules. Now, do we need, oh, another one, cities of refuge. And we're going to do a sermon on this because a couple of people have asked. God told them to set up cities on both sides of the river. What would happen? Let's say I'm in the field... With um, and I'm just going to pick Brett here, uh, and we're both chopping wood, and I do this, and the axe head comes off and kills him. His family doesn't know it was an accident, and they might not believe me. Well, the rule back then was just kill him. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, go for it. But what if I'm innocent, and I believe I'm innocent, I run. I run to the city of refuge. Because then the blood avenger cannot come in. He is stopped. The elders of the city do a trial. If they think I'm innocent, he can never, never take my life, his family. If they say I'm not innocent, they put me out of the city. But think about the cities of refuge and how we could use that. No mobs, no burning in the streets. We go here and we settle everything in public. In public. It's not a closed courtroom with a judge and a set of jury. You know, always a jury of your peers. They can't be your peers if they can't figure out how to get out of jury duty. But anyway, they're they're there, and and it's and it's not about justice at this point. It's about who's who's got the best lawyer. We understand that too. Money and lawyers linked in there. By the way, I know lawyers. I love lawyers. I'm not making. I don't think any lawyer would disagree with what I just said. The guy who gets the best lawyer usually has the best money, and this is why you don't find rich people on death row as a rule. Uh, You only find those that had public defenders or, well, there there are so many other things. I don't want to go down that handle, but there are some other things that I'll say, and the seven minutes I've got left, and I know we're a little bit longer today online, but that's because we had special announcements about prayer, about women's events. If you missed those, Please go back and make sure you get those. It's really important. When I read Genesis chapter 1, verses... Well, I'm, all the way through, and I'm going I'm to lock it in. Chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. It says, there God had made all that will ever be made. And you're going, hmm. Well, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 3 also says, God in creation made everything that ever was. There is a law called the law of constancy, otherwise known as the first law of thermodynamics, that everything that is came into being at the same time, and you cannot create matter or energy, nor can you destroy matter or energy. And we know that. We know that for true. And in the Bible, in Genesis and Hebrews, it says everything that ever will be was made at that point. Now, No scientist disagrees with this. They just disagree about what the point is, whether it was a a, a random, weird, big bang out of nothing or whether it was a big bang designed by God or whether it was, you know, creation designed by God. All these paths agree. You cannot create or destroy matter or energy. And the Bible says so. Twice, very plainly. Another one of those Buicks in a pyramid. and, And by the way, Even all the way up to the mid-1800s, the prevailing theory about how things came to be was spontaneous generation. They could prove it. Because you could get a room that was completely clear of vermin and put in some wheat and cheese and milk and come back in a few weeks and there were rats and mice. They had developed out of, spontaneously generated out of the food. If you piled up a big pile of manure for your fields, they believed the insects came from that. They spontaneously gener- uh, generated. When Louis Pasteur proved, no, there's a bacteria, it rocked everybody's world. They had no idea. Now they had to figure out where these things come from. And that's when they started studying actually life cycles, which was very valuable. Uh, very valuable indeed. Today, all scientists believe that no matter or energy can be created or destroyed, that the universe is functioning right now, with the energy and matter it had when it began, and God agrees. But most people never see it, because they don't, first of all, they don't expect to see it. Second, they're not reading it through science eyes or reading it devotionally, which is fine, by the way. There was another law, got time to do this one. The second law of thermodynamics was not made until 1850. Uh, By the way, first law was not figured out until 1841. Bible's a little older than 1841. So again, it's another Buick in a Pyramid. There are so many. And I didn't ask Kirsten to put these verses up because there are so many. The second law of thermodynamics says everything is aging and falling apart. Entropy. The law of entropy. We all know that when we look in a mirror, don't we? Except for the young ones that are still arising toward the peak. I will just warn you, you will come one day look and go, oh, I passed it. Uh, uh, I didn't know that was going to happen, but there it is. Isaiah 51, verse 6. uh, Psalm 102, verse 26. There's Hebrews 1, verses 10 and 11. Everything which is created is aging, everything is wearing down. Any energy transfer, you will lose some of the energy to the world, the universe. There are no furnaces that are 100% efficient. We understand this, right? A windmill is very inefficient. But if you need it, it, it will produce something. You know, solar is the same. We go from organized to disorganized. If you don't believe that, just don't mow your lawn for a week. See what happens. Or a month. Or six weeks. What happens? Other than mean calls from the HOA, you see order degrading into disorder. What if you don't clean up after your pets? order goes to disorder. Explosions don't create pandas. But even pandas are changing. In fact, pandas, right? The only reason we have pandas is because we're fighting hard to keep them. Because pandas are super lazy and have zero sex drive. Which means it's hard to get pandas. We've done a lot of in vitro fertilization for pandas. But you know, and, it's, and they haven't even thanked us because that would require, and, and they, they just, you know, I look at them and go, you know, you're cute. I can take a picture of you and then we'll just remember you well. But no, we have to pour all this in. Um, there are people who say, well, wait, it can't be all going down because look at the new records in sports. Oh, well, we are changing physically. We always will if we're on the planet. But there's a lot of entropy there, too. Think of the autoimmune diseases you never heard of 20 years ago. Think of the, the, the figure skaters that had to have hip and knee replacements in their 20s. These long-distance runners, think of what happens to their knees. Think of, they, there is a cost to this. If you have to, one of my, every time I see one of these little gymnasts, and they're always tiny. In the olympics i'm I'm fascinated by what they can do but i cringe because you can even see many of them have ace bandages already or they'll get over and trainers are just working hard they are destroying their bodies to make a new record we are not getting better stronger bodies it's a very different thing i'm gonna end with this one because it's just fun in genesis chapter 3 verse 15 in the first. Prophecy made, God said, her seed, the seed of woman, will destroy the snake seed. Nobody understood what seed of woman was, because until 1000 AD, it was, so 2500 years later, it was understood that women were only incubators, that men put the seed in them, and then she just grew it. And so, any infertility was always on the woman, because the guy did his job, she just didn't cook it there's no seed. But in 1000 AD, a couple people started noticing, Michael Sellis was the first one, of Constantinople, that if somebody with black skin married somebody that was with white skin, their kids kids tended to be a mix. I don't know why it took us so long to go, huh, but we did, it did. Leonardo da Vinci also, around 1500, saw how mom and dad seemed to be merged and the kid And around 1,500, 3,000 years after God said woman had a seed, he was convinced that both parents have some kind of embryo. But the male sperm was not seen until 1677. That didn't help. It was not settled that women produce an egg that has equal power until 1880 when, and I am not making these terms up, There was a big meeting among scientists between the Spermatist and the ovist. I do not know what the team colors or flags were. But in 1880, the Spermatist and ovist came together and had a hard fight over this. You do not want to see science people fight. They don't know how. These are the kids that were always on the side in sports. And so it's just, it's not fun. But they finally decided You know something? Both male and female carry seeds. 1880. Genesis 3.15. The seed of woman will defeat the devil. There is, to be honest and be fair, give them some room here, there is only one being that's ever been seed of woman. For all of the rest of us are seed of man and seed of woman. Both. The Christ entered this world with no male DNA. And yet he was male. That can't happen unless God does it. Seed of woman came, and he defeated death for us. And because of that, we can sing. And we're going to. We're going to close today. Um, We have a closing prayer, but we're going to close today with um, a great song, Amazing Grace, and our chains are gone. So next week, we got some more, and it'll be less oozings, so, you know, Yay.